happy Sunday morning, podcast listeners, from the ATL studio, live with Dr. R.T., Colored River Connections. What an incredible podcast I have for you this morning, the story of Jim Henderson and the urgency for justice. At the end of the podcast, I'm going to give you some information about Colored River. Shout out to my co-author, Dr. E. Henderson Lawson, from Texas to Atlanta. And always, I present you God's word coming from Galatians, the fourth chapter and the 16th verse. Have I now become your enemy by telling you the truth? The selective reading coming from the preface. Dr. E. Henderson Lawson. This book will tell the story. We are merely instruments. The story has already been written by the people who were part of the incidents that are shared within the text. We have taken all that we have received from family members, friends and associates, and put it in the writing for all to read. We are the answered prayer of many who died without releasing this story. There's an old African proverb that says, until the lions write their own history, the tale of the hunt will always glorify the hunter. We are blessed and humbled to write this story. Jim Henderson. And the urgency for justice. I got something to say. The Constitution of the United States is the supreme law of the United States of America. It was in 1789 when the Constitution first wrote the words, We, the people, affirm that the government of the United States exists to service its citizens. But is that true? A lot has happened since 1789 that has not really reached the rights and the liberty and equality of all people. In the book of Esau Macaulay, Reading Wild Black, chapter one states, the South got something to say. He writes, but just as we have the same spirits of faith that is in accordance with Scripture. I believe, so I spoke. We also believe, and so we speak. That comes from 2 Corinthians 4 and 13. He further writes 
in his book. But it's like this. Though I tried, and though I'm tired of folks, you know what I'm saying, closed-minded folks. It's like we got a demo tape and don't nobody want to hear it. But it's like this. The South got something to say. The history of the Constitution has not been glorified to the fact that the Negro rights have been maintained as citizens of this country. There has always been a problem regarding justice and liberty from the plantation to the White House when Barack Obama became the first black president. There's been a problem with the Constitution and white America and how black Americans have have been treated from the North to the South, from the Civil War to the Emancipation of Proclamation. There has always been some type of problem as we help build this country. The needle for justice and liberty and equal rights has not moved too far to protect black Americans. I got something to say. The slave ships that came from from Africa, we were treated like cattle, put on the slave block, chained together, forced to march to the plantation. the people of color. We lived in huts. We wore rags. They made us work the 16 to 20 hours a day. We were beaten. We were killed at the slightest offense. We were sold from husband or wife, child or parent. We had no possessions. We were accorded no dignity. 
no right. This was slavery at its worst. Again, no dignity, no rights, no freedom. We lost a beautiful Supreme Court justice. the other day who stood up for the rights of women of men now she's gone now who will come forward now to stand up for the rights of people of color. And let me add, the 30 black farmers in an all-white district courtroom this court didn't respect my great-grandfather, Jim Henderson, it did not respect my grandfather, William, or my uncle, Ezekiel. The white men in 1915 presented bogus doc documents to the court. It was noticeable what the court was doing in 1901 to 1915 turning a blind eye regarding the rights for liberty, for justice, concerning the 30 black farmers, and taking away their rights turning a blind eye to justice and stealing their land. The Colored River shows how the, the courts of Texas stole the land of these 30 black farmers on behalf of oil production mineral production in East Texas. The white people of Fairfield, Texas, knew what they were doing. It was a power grab from the black farmer's land in Oakwood, Butler, west of the Trinity River. From 1901 to 1915, the same principles they used for the slaves on the white plantations, they used in a court of law toward the black farmers. It started in the Kalichi versus Jim Henderson case, reading from Page 54, while A.M. Blackman and W.R. Boyd were 
in the process of stealing the land from blacks. Another significant suit was filed that caused these two attorneys to switch from claiming the land the blacks own to serving as attorneys and defending these same black landowners against the plaintiffs. In this case, the heirs of Tobias Dubroner. This case was brought by the heirs of Tobias Dubroner in order to try title to a third league of land located within the same land granted to J.Y. Aguilera in 1833 by the Mexican government. The case was filed December the 14th, 1901 in Freestone County against Jim Henderson, Milton Suggs, David Davis, Jim Allen, and Henry Carter. The heirs of Tobias Dubroner wanted the judge to void the grant made to J.Y. Aguilera since this was not recorded in the General Land Office at the time that Tobias Dubroner received his patent. The heirs of Dubroner contended that they had the land surveyed out in 1895 and 1896, at which time they discovered the black plaintiffs were already on the land. They started, stated that black settlers told them that they had purchased the land from E.A. Mahaya prior to 1895 or 1896 and they had obtained the property legally legally during this case Jim Henderson and the other blacks testified to the same facts as they had held to before. This was their land. They settled on it. They bought it. They cultivated it. They raised their families on it. But yet, these white men and the court system of Texas robbed them of their land rights, robbed them of their dignity. The story of Jim Henderson is a beautiful love story. In the year 
1840. A baby boy was born to the parents of a white immigrant from Ireland named Hugh Henderson and a slave woman from Madagascar named Zillian. They lived on the west bank of the Trinity River, reaching into Anderson and Freestone County on the J.Y. Aguilera Grant and the Rionda Grant. Jim Henderson was a farmer who loved horses. As Jim grew into manhood, he was given land by his father, Hugh Henderson, 20,000 acres of land outside Butler in Oakwood, Texas. At the age of 18 years old, his life changed when in Fairfield, he met a 15-year-old black female who opened his heart to love. Months later, Jim and Nancy Allen were married in 1860. Their lives for the next 50 years will be lived on 20,000 acres of land located, like I said, on the J.Y. Aguilera track near Butler, west of the Trinity River. It was on this land that Jim built Nancy a beautiful house and where they settled to raise and have a family. And God blessed them in 1858 with their first daughter. They named her Harriet. In 1863, Wesley was born. A year later, Solomon was born in 1864. Jane was born in 1866. Bob was born in 1869. Aliza was born and died in 1870. John was born in 1874. Carol was born in 1876. William was born in 1879. Ezekiel was born in 1880. James H. Jehu was born in 1883. And Walter Priest was born in 1884. In all Jim Henderson wanted, and Nancy was to live peacefully 
and there's 20,000 acres of land in East Texas. So, I speak on behalf of justice that they never received in the Freestone County Courthouse. I speak on behalf of their civil rights. I speak on behalf of these 30 black farmers. And this podcast will always speak and tell the story of what happened. I wish that in 1915 there was a Black Lives Matter movement in Texas in front of that district courthouse in Fairfield. I wish there were somebody there to speak on behalf of these 30 black farmers who were abused because of their profession of farming and because their skin was black. Perhaps the 18 16 Project is correct. Perhaps the founders of the Constitution did not fully embrace the black people who were forced by guns and whips and chains to come to this country as slaves. And it seems like ever since the Emancipation Proclamation, the black experience as citizens of this country have been exploited by Jim Crow laws, white judges who made up laws to disrupt the freedom of black people and their voting rights. A country that seemed they never did love the black people. I have a question. When will racism end? I wish that RBG could have heard the black farmer's case. I know she would have stood up like she did so many times before for racial injustice for women, for men, for the rights of Americans to pursue their dreams on a land called the free. So I speak out for the 30 black farmers in Freestone County, Texas. I asked this question weeks ago 
Why does America have two justice systems? One justice system for white people and another justice system for black people. What justice system was regulated for George Floyd? When the white police officer placed his knee on his neck. What justice system was regulated for Breonna Taylor as she was murdered in her house and shot countless times? What justice system was regulated against the thousands of black people murdered by white law enforcement. If they were accused of something, why not arrest them and take them to court? Why shoot them on the streets of America? Because those in power thought they didn't need any liberty. They didn't need any justice. They were black people. But when will justice become available? as a means to extend black people equality. Don't they know that black lives matter? Why does America hate us so? For years I did research on Colored River. I wasn't born when this took place. Dr. E. Henderson Lawson wasn't born. But because of the prophecy of my grandmother, Annie Beatrice Charles Henderson, said I was supposed to write the book Dr. Lawson really helped because without her, this book wouldn't have been written. But we uncovered what happened. It was hidden for 100 years. 100 years, but we uncovered what happened. We have credible historical information of what took place in Texas. How they came on 
the land of these black farmers. How they murdered my great uncles, Wesley, in a state prison around 1889. My uncle, Jehu, who was a teacher, an educator, who knew what Fred Hill was up to when they came to his house that night, Sheriff Burlington and his posse, and took my great uncle and arrested him because he refused to sign his papers, his land title over to these white men, and how they beat him senseless in that Freestone County Jail until he could not remember who he was. And once, months later, my uncle Jehu closed his eyes and entered eternal glory because, excuse me, they beat the hell out of him because he refused to sign over his land rights. And then, as my Aunt May tells it, she went in the barn and saw Uncle Walter Priest. They had hung him because he wouldn't sign over his land rights to these white men. What was so desperate that they needed these blacks off this land in East Texas? Why this brutal treatment of these white men? Why the court system turning a blind eye toward justice? In weeks to come, I will lay out why, where, and when this happened. But it happened because of oil. Because of minerals. And the justice for these 30 black farmers was not given to them. The white people in Fairfield, Freestone County, Texas, didn't really care how they were treated their families, their children, their wives. Matter of fact, Nancy Allen refused to sign and she was killed. Body never found. We did find the death certificate, 
that said the cause of death. And this is how blatant and ignorant they were. Those who, who wrote this said, she's dead. The cause of death says she's dead because she refused to sign. And years later, the people who stole this property were praised and lifted up for being lawyers and oil producers in Freestone County and put into Texas history books as great men. But we know that's a lie because they are the ones who stole this land from the black farmers. They're the ones who, who abuse the rights of these black farmers. 30 black farmers. We're talking about thousands and thousands of acres of land in East Texas. This is why Napoleon said, I, I went out on my porch every day. I saw the big trucks coming in and going out. I heard the pumping of the oil wells. And when I asked him where our land was that was stolen, he said, you're looking at it. It's thousands and thousands and thousands of acres of land that I can see outside of Butler and the main culprits, PDC Ball, who's put a put an oil well next to Red Lake, and Freddie Hill, who, who put his residence near Evans Lake on Bloomfield, Bloom Farms, that was owned by Jim Henderson. And adjacent to that, that was owned by William Henderson. And adjacent to that, that was owned by Ezekiel Henderson. And he traveled on Highway 84. You can see where their land was. And in 1987, Anderson Willis and his heirs took Rockefeller and BP oil to court because they stole Anderson Willis' land. And it happened in the same place, Freestone County, Texas, outside of Butler, west of the Trinity River. And when they got to court in Waco, just threw it out because of the statutes of limitation and he threw it out because he said the people that stole the land were not the people on the land at that time. But who stole the land of these black farmers? Why did they steal the land? Why did they murder those black farmers? Why did they mistreat their equal rights, citizens of Texas? Go ahead and get our book. Because we tell the story. We got something to say. And we said it in Colored River. 
of what happened 100 years ago. No, they, they didn't place them in chains like they did the slaves on the plantation. But it seemed that the courtroom became, became the plantation. It seemed that the courtroom was allowed for abuses, of racial inequalities, of Jim Crow laws. That's why on November the 3rd or before, go ahead and vote. Vote for a Congress that's going to stand up for racial inequality. Vote for a Senate that won't turn its eye toward black people or brown people or women. Go to that ballot box and join forces with thousands across this country. Don't worry about what Trump is saying. Go ahead and vote. It's your duty to vote. And let me acknowledge Ruth Bader Ginsburg. died at the age of 87, a warrior for women, for equal rights. May her body rest in God's grace and God's mercy. God never makes mistakes. But now we must watch, we must listen, and we must pray for change to come to America again. And be mindful of COVID-19. We have now gone over 200,000 lives to this killer virus and a president who turned his head toward trying to confront it. Wear your mask. Social distancing is required. And uh, remember that I am the wind and you are the wind beneath my wings. Important announcement. Dr. E. Henderson Lawson, yours truly, have come together again. And we now are the producers, entrepreneurs of our book, Colored River. Our book can still be found on www.coloredriver.com and on www.rtkennedysenior.com. But there may be a brief interruption. 
on Amazon in ebook as we launch our book to America. But we will continue to provide updates in the near future concerning when our book will be on sale once again. We had to make some personal adjustments. Also, this podcast is now being heard on the following platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Radio Public, Listening Notes, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Copy RSS. Until next week, be safe, wear your mask. Dr. R.T. Colored River Connection. Thank you.